TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 402. Big Monty Lee with you for one more hour until the warm-up show. Terry now. One more hour left in our midnight ride, and then it's my weekend. I'm, I have to admit, I've had a blast. I'm looking forward to getting this thing started, coming back week after week. Not just one week, but week after week. But I have to admit, I'm looking after struggling with And everyone asks me. Callers ask me. I get asked on Twitter. My own family, everyone, friends, everyone's texting me. What's it like? How you how you adapting? You sleeping? You know, everyone's curious on the schedule because it's a dramatic change. Not many people work. Or, I mean, I guess there are many people, but not many people in my life, at least, work these hours. It's unique. It's different. It's something I've been working the same hours for about 12, 13 years. So it's a dramatic change to suddenly work in the middle of the night. So, you know, I'm coming to grips with it, trying to learn the schedule. It's, it seems like that's what everyone's interested in. And immediately upon, you know, learning that this would be my new role, you look forward to the idea that your weekend starts at 5 a.m. on Friday. So I'm I'm curious how that's going to treat me. I'm looking very much forward to having a complete Friday. And you got to understand, right now my wife is home because she's a teacher and she's off in the summer. It's only two months and that job is very difficult. Very, I'm not kidding. I'm not being sarcastic. It's a very difficult job. Don't tell my wife that, you know, she has it lucky because she's off for two months because it's very, it is. It's tough. I respect teachers immensely seeing what they deal with, but not an easy job. But she is off for the summer, and the kids go to camp uh, for a lot of the summer, not every week, but for a lot of the summer, including this week. So, like, two of us are going to be home with nothing to do. I, hopefully it's supposed to rain, but maybe go to the pool, maybe go get brunch, I don't know, something. I'm going to have a nice little Friday. It's going to be like I've never had a Friday just to myself. And I, you know, me and the wife might go get breakfast, hang by the pool couple drinks because i do have a koozie now i told you about my koozies i'm excited to really give my koozies a spin high noon you know the thin can seltzer high noon koozie i'm very excited to get that working so i'm looking forward to my weekend and one last hour with you until my weekend but i'm I'm very excited to see what take the best part of this new schedule not obviously hosting the shows is the best part of the schedule but Hosting the shows every day is the best part of the schedule. But as far as sleep and routine and the hours, the idea that the weekend starts in an hour, pretty good. 877-337-6666. We talked a lot of Otani, but 
We know what that is, and the reports from from Buster Only and the idea that the Yankees would be in the mix, which is really all he said. I mean, it wasn't even groundbreaking news. It was, I'm talking to some people, and they think that the Yankees would be motivated to get – I mean, it's it's all nonsense. But I do think he's such an – as I've just told you over the last 20 minutes, he's the best player who's ever played. I, I It's hard for me – to really have an issue with it. There's many reasons why you trade for a guy for three months, then he he goes somewhere else, you trade away your farm system, where are you then, blah, 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 blah. And I told you, for me, the worst-case scenario for the New York Yankees, if they are legitimately interested in doing this and would be open to doing it, um, which I would be surprised, it would actually be a great sign for the Yankees because it means the Steinbrenners or in-house Steinbrenner would be willing to write at least a $500 million contract because that's the starting point. So the idea that if he's open to that trade, that means he's open to that contract, which is a good sign for the New York Yankees, because I think that a lot of the fan base thinks he's not open to that. But the worst case scenario, without question, which is plausible, by the way, would be that the Yankees make that trade, trade away their farm system, trade away Peraza, trade away Dominguez. Trade, I think you can get away without trading Volpe, but whoever, you trade away your top, you trade away four of your top 10, 15 prospects to bring Otani here for three months. You don't win a World Series, and then... He hits free agency, and the richest owner in baseball, who you know plays in, who operates an organization in Queens, decides to write a check, which you know he can. That blows everybody else out of the water, and you traded away your farm system for three months to watch Otani play the rest of his career in Queens. That is, I mean, whew, that's groundbreaking. That's city shaking. That is, that changes everything about the dynamic between these two teams. Right, we talked about the idea that if they went out and signed Judge, I know me and Evan did at least, the idea that if, if they ever got into a battle over Judge and, and they were ever steal Judge away from the Yankees, that would be, and to be fair, Cohen decided he didn't want to attempt that battle. He was he was willing to just say, forget that, I ain't bothering. But for Otani, I think it'd be a different tune. And can you imagine the dynamic shift? You think, can you imagine, people actually hate hate the owner right now at the moment. I don't think many yet Met fans, but you hear enough calling that are disappointed in the owner's job here. Can you, if he stole Otani away from the Yankees, that's groundbreaking, that's, that's monumental. That changes the whole dynamic between Yankees and Mets. So that's, there's, that's absolutely worst case, but still, just losing them to anyone, to the Dodgers, after trading away that many prospects would suck. But there has never been a, the juice is worth the squeeze more scenario than Otani. It's just, he makes them a absolute World Series contender. And that was my main point of the Open, the idea people don't believe that. Yankee fans hate this team so much and think there are so many holes in it that they don't think adding one of the top handful of pitchers in the league to a rotation with Rodon and, and uh, you know, Garrett Cole and Nesta Cortez or whomever else would be your fourth pitcher. You add that to the rotation, plus a guy who can hit 50, 60 home runs as a left-handed hitter in Yankee Stadium, that changes who they are. If Judge comes back, that's a World Series team, or at least good enough to be. No guarantees, obviously. That's good enough to... And any and and to think that it's... That part of the trade is also worth... Not only would you lose prospects, but there's no way this team is good enough to win. With Otani, you're out of your mind. They're good enough to win with Otani. It changes the team. So does Soto. But Otani, dramatic. I mean, he's the best... That's they're a World Series team. There's no doubt. Who's better? Who can you honestly tell me would be better than the Yankees? So it's going for it at an epic level. But you know what? He's an epic player. So I, I mean, yeah, the story's probably BS. Yeah, I have no idea if they'd be interested. Sal kind of backed it up a little bit 
if you listen to uh, Sal in the afternoons yesterday, he, I, I'm pretty sure, to paraphrase him, he made some calls, and the idea is that the Yankees would be all in. And we know Brian Cashman is all in on the player. He tried desperately to get him when he first came here. He tried to trade for him last year, apparently. And when the Yankees make a decision they want to go get a guy, they pretty much have had a history of going to get that guy. The problem is they've determined sometimes to go get the wrong guy and pass. Like, they didn't want Bryce Harper. Uh, Harper. They didn't want Bryce Harper. They didn't want Manny Machado. Not that, you know, they got outbid or decided, you know, or somehow it, it, it worked against them. They just didn't choose to go after those players. When they make a decision to go after people, they'll trade. They traded a bunch of people for Sonny Gray, who was at the top of the market. That's the other thing. Oh, they don't. They they play on the. They shop at the discount rack. Maybe the last hand. Maybe the last couple of trade deadlines. Sure, they didn't go out after Luis Castillo. They didn't deem him worthy of trading all their big time prospects. They didn't deem certain players worthy. I I, I can't imagine you don't deem Shohei Otani worthy. But we'll see. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We're also getting ready to start the baseball season up again. As both teams start their second halves tonight, uh, Yankees on the road in Colorado, Mets at home against the Dodgers, and we get this thing back on course. And if we could figure out how these two teams actually make a run at this thing, it'd be nice. Mets start the second half seven games out of the third wild card. The Yankees start the second half one game out of the third wild card. So I'm glad to have baseball back. John in Tampa. What's up, John? Chris, nice to have you five days a week, brother. Ah, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. I'm very excited about it. All right, a couple of songs quick before I get to my Okay, a couple of songs. Why not? Throw some songs at me. My Lifetime. I'm 51 years old. My Lifetime. Uh, Breakfast Club. Simple Mind song. Yeah, um, uh, Don't You Forget About Me. You, yep. That's no, a good one. I'd, Solid one. Ida Tiger. Rocky Fritty. Yeah, I, I left out the Rockies just because... <laughs> I didn't. I, it's there's so many. There's Eye of the Tiger. There's you know uh, in the the Rocky Four. There's a ton of them. No easy way Rocky out. In the, bur- a, in the burn in Rocky the burning heart. Musical, there's like a million dude. of them. Yeah, Rocky Four is a musical. Yeah, no. There's so many <laughs> montages and songs. Yeah, uh, and plus I the Eye of the Tiger is such the cliche answer. But so I, I didn't even uh, I, I left out rock, the Rocky movies on purpose because there's so many. But. Um, yeah, well, they were a big part of my youth, so I'm, sure. I don't know, you know, and listen, they're still a, they're still a part of everybody. You know, anyone who's yeah. our, our my age or older, it's part of your workout uh, playlist too. Like I work out, yeah. Um, well, but yeah, but um, with Otani, if he was allowed to play the outfield, he would be the greatest outfielder who ever lived. Okay, um, he, he runs like a deer. Yeah, he's tall. Oh, he has yeah. big strides, and he has a cannon. And I've heard people say this before. Oh, I'm you know, sure. Um, there's no doubt he could play. Yeah. I don't know if he'd be the best, but I, I mean, he's one of the best. He, I, I have I no him. idea, but there's no reason to think he couldn't be very good at it. He's got every tool set, but mean, you don't want to mess with it. Know. You don't want him. It's too much. No, there's no reason to play him in the outfield. And that's the I'm other sure. thing. And, and quickly, sure. just in a quick aside, that's part of the. Yeah. You know, he doesn't because Judge coming off the injury probably needs the DH more than he usually would, and because of the idea, Stanton yeah. is pretty much a DH. There is an issue there with bringing him here because you want all three of those guys in the lineup, and yeah. on any one given game, and come the postseason, yeah, you could you could, you play Stanton and left, you play Judge and right, and you DH Otani. But over the course of the year, it's you're going to have those three guys in the lineup less often than you'd like because Otani is going to be your DH. Yeah, it's tricky. It's yeah, tricky. 
Um, this with the Mets really quick. I'm going to give him a 50-50 chance. I was looking at looking at I numbers. I think that's better than most people would give him. Yeah, I'm a big believer in the back of the baseball card. I remember when the Yanks in the, in the 90s and early 2000s, when they'd be struggling or whatever, and I go, I go, wait, these guys are going to, you know, they have very professional hitters on their teams. And like these guys are going to step it up, and they're going to they're going to get close to the back of their cards, and they always did, you know. And with the Mets, the key is is Pete, Jeff, uh, McNeil, and Lindor. You know, mm-hmm. um, the center field is having a good year. He's having a good year for himself. But the folks, those three, those three guys owe the team a lot of hits. Okay, and if they get reasonably hot, and you know, and they get from those, and those aging veterans, uh, you know, uh, Canada. And uh, Marte and um, Sammy still doing good. If those guys can, can contribute, then they obviously got to plug the bullpen holes. Okay, if they plug those bullpen holes, yeah. and everybody starts to play to the back of their card. I think they got a good, they got a decent shot. They got a decent shot. Yeah, I mean, listen, if all those things happen, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, but it's just it's a lot to ask. There's a lot of teams to jump, and they haven't been able to do that all year. And the bullpen, they got. I mean, you're talking about making trades because they don't have answers in the bullpen. So you got to add, in my opinion, two bullpen arms. I doubt you know. There's some his bro Diaz's brother uh, the other day mentioned that he's already thrown from 100 feet. I mean, I ca- I can't imagine you can count on Diaz coming back, but if he comes back, then you only need one other arm. Uh, but you need to improve the the left hand. You need to improve your DH situation. You know, you, you're hoping your rotation comes along. You're hoping Verlander gets in a rhythm. You're hoping Scherzer can, you know, revert back to, you know, what he is for the most part. I still wouldn't trust him in big games, but he can't pitch to a four-year A. I mean, there's a lot of problems within the team. But the bullpen's a, a disaster, and I and I can't see it getting better. And they're going to have a couple of weeks to make a couple of moves there. They're going to have to trade for a couple of bullpen arms. And then the question is, where do you have to get for this owner to be willing to trade prospects for a bullpen arm to help chase – uh, a, a pennant or a playoff spot with a team that's, I don't know how many games on the finals. Where do you got to be? Like, that's the question to me right now, the immediate future of the New York Mets and trying to figure out where the season could go. They have three weeks before the trade deadline. How do they play? How far out do they have to be for this team to figure they can go for it? They're six games, they're seven games out of the first wild card now. What do they have to cut it to within two weeks against the Dodgers, against the White Sox against the Red Sox and Yankees and against the Washington Nationals. Out of those games against those teams, where do the Mets need to find themselves by the trade deadline to give Epler and this owner enough of an incentive to go chase it and make moves for the bullpen and make moves for the DH? Like where, What has to happen in the next three weeks? So for the Mets, this, this season's the five inches in front of their face. They have to come out of here playing well now. Like right now, because it's more than just, oh, you know, there's so many games. You know, the Mets blew a a seven-game lead with 17 to play. Anything can happen. Sure, that's true. But if you don't feel like that's the worms turning in the next three weeks, you're not going to go out and attempt to bring in the pieces you would need to make that difference. So, I mean, it's right now. It's right now for the Mets. We'll see what happens. Are they the team that won the first six games of that last eight-game stretch? Or are they the same team the last two games that lost the series to San Diego and reverted back to the team they were in June? Who are they? And who are they going to be for the next three weeks? Rich and Brick. What's up, Rich? C-Mac. Yes, Congratulations sir. and welcome. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try and attempt 
to smack around that little notion that the Yankees should give up their prospects. Okay. I don't know how successful I'll be, but... Well, considering your attempt to engage me in an argument, sir, I wouldn't count on being too successful. Oh, because... I don't want to argue with you. Oh, no, you're you you right. You do that. not. You do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, Rich. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. I'm, it's, I'm a little silly right now at 417. So please, bring up your points. I'm all ears. What do you got? All right. My points are, you said it's point number one right off the bat. You're not going to go ahead and bring someone over and give up your prospects if you're not going to go ahead and sign and make an attempt to sign him. 100%. Hal's not, not going to even make an attempt to try and sign him. Well, this you, is going to be a quick. This is going to be a quick rental in order to get into a championship. And you want if you're going to do something, you want him long term. Of course, Hal has already stated on plenty of occasions. Interviews, papers, press releases. He is not going above a certain Mendoza line, and he already has a lot of dead contracts from things that. Well, he's got guys coming off. The, no, well, he's got guys coming off the books too. It's not like he's not going to make. He's not going to have any guys coming off the books. He's going to have Donaldson coming off the books. He's going to have sure. Uh, That's uh, Severino coming off the books. That I mean. He can add the payroll a little bit. He's going to lose some different guys. I mean, you know exactly how. Sure. I mean, he's going to. If, it's not if like it Otani's make, the uh, the only. You know, it's not like he's going to have some guys off the books. He's going to have some more room. He's not adding forty make, million dollars a year just to this payroll. Any type of sense, he would also have to look to maybe try and maybe push off. You know, DJ and dare I even say, Stan Staten. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would take Stan's contract, and I, I don't think anyone would take DJ. Uh, here's your: now, if your point is he won't sign the contract, I understand it. Uh, I think many Yankee fans feel that way. I do think there's a couple things. One, numbers are coming off the books uh, a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. And the idea is he's going to make them a lot of money. He's going to make them a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Now I know they there's, they, there's no they sell out. They have good goes, nights. They, well, yeah, but that's but but he, it would be here for him making money for the Yankees, so they could theoretically say to themselves, "It's offsetting uh, money. It brings a superstar here. It changes the narrative of the team, and it helps them chase championships. All of it helps them make money." So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I can't tell you. I know for sure you're wrong. He'll do it. You're right. It's it's my biggest fear of the whole thing. And if he tells Brian Cashman, "I am not willing to write that check," then this whole thing is pointless. There's no way you can trade for him. You cannot trade. Sure. You cannot trade all the prospects it'll take to get him for a three month rental. You have to at least be having the idea. Let's convince him, and we'll sign him to a contract. But if you know you're not going to go there, yeah, of course, can't trade him. Can't okay. trade for him. Now you mentioned superstar. Yes, no doubt he is. Not even d disputing that. But how many superstars in, over in a twenty year figure mm -hmm. have come over mm -hmm. either through Japan, such as like people who've led the Japanese leagues in strikeouts, like Kaigawa, okay. or let's talk about the. How about Matsui, Japanese who won a World Club? Series MVP, or Tanaka, who was very good for his eight-year contract? I mean, you bring up okay. the one, you bring up the one guy who was the disaster, but you you you're missing Arabu. the two guys. Okay, and Arabu, Arabu. yeah, okay, and Arabu. Okay, hundred years um, ago, Kenny Rod. Now let's go with other free agents that were Japanese people. 
Let's just what say. Does that have to, wait, 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 wait. But what does that have to do with it? Has a lot, he's his own player. He's his own player. He's been here in the major league level, and he's been the best baseball player ever lived. has nothing to do with it. I'm sorry. has absolutely nothing to do with it. And let me finish, please. I listen to you. Yeah, but okay. you're going down a, a, a road that makes no, no I'm sense. No, I'm going back a downhill. We don't know if he can actually perform in New York. He's already performed in May. Those guys came here and immediately went to the Yankees. They didn't go somewhere else uh, and then not perform and then perform there and then not be able there to perform here. And if so, here. it has nothing to do with them being from Japan any longer. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That has nothing to do with it. He's already proved. <laughs> you don't know if he can perform in New York. I mean, are we serious? Are we serious? That would go for anyone. Has nothing to do where he's from. I mean, the guy's, he's the best baseball player in the history of the world. Like, but, but we're like, you know, we're going to go, we're going to try and compare him to a, a Deki or Rabu. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm really afraid to bring over the greatest baseball player who ever lived from the Angels because Keogawa sucked. That's it. That takes the cake. That takes the the absolute cake. I've never heard anything dumber. I'm a week in. I'm a week into the overnights, and I just got the dumbest call I've ever heard. I'm afraid to bring Otani over because Keigawa was awful. I, I, I don't even want to discuss it any further. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's 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 mind-bogglingly stupid. Frank in Palisades, what's up, Frank? Hey, Chris, thanks for taking my call. You got it, buddy. Um, what's up? I just wanted to bring up two songs from soundtracks that were awesome. Uh, one from the Karate Kid Part Two, Peter Cetera's "The Glory of Love." Okay, the glory of love. I vaguely remember that, but I mean, to me, uh, the you're the be- you're the best around from the original one is is the song. You're the best around. Ain't nobody gonna uh, keep you down. I mean, come on. Well, well, no, and that's a great one. Too, but I, I have a you know, I have a soft spot for that one because okay. it is a love song. You know, the you know, the central part of that movie was also the you know the uh, the you know the the growing love between the you know the Ralph Nacho character. And I forgot the other uh, woman's name. Was uh, Elizabeth Shue was in the first one, wasn't it? I think it was yeah, Elizabeth Shue in the first one. I don't remember in the second one. Well, he remember they went to Japan. Uh, not yeah. Oh yeah, no, in the second. Yeah, right, in the second one, he goes. Yeah, he goes to Japan, right? Yeah. And the other song, the other song from the soundtrack. Um, you remember Mannequin with Andrew McCarthy and uh, Kim yes. Cattrall? Yeah. Starship. Starship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Yeah. That's an awesome song. It is that that is a good one. I do like that one. Nothing's gonna stop us now. And if this world runs out of lovers, that's another thing you'll learn about me. I'm very good with song lyrics. For some reason, they stick in my head. I'm very good with song lyrics. Like I know, I don't want to do it obviously, but I can like Eminem lyrics. I, I work very hard to learn all the Eminem lyrics. Um, you know, I could do. I probably I know all the lyrics to "We Didn't Start the Fire." Whenever there's a challenge, a song with a challenge, I embrace it. 877-337-6666. Let's just take a breath. I, 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 I just, I, that one really bothered me. I mean, that one, that one really bothered me. 
that I, my God. I mean, never mind all the other examples of the Japanese players who've come to the Yankees and been extremely successful. Even, but none of that. He's been here for six years. He's the best player in the world. He's the best player who ever lived. And and we're talking about Kagawa. I, I I I can't wrap my mind around that one. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. So, almost done. Warm-up show, a half hour away. McMonagle here with you on the fan. Wrapping up my first week. Feeling good about it. Feeling good about it. Ready to get the feeling like, then I come back on Monday and now we're in the swing of things. The novelty is over. And we're still learning the schedule. I'm starving at the moment. I'm absolutely starving. I actually saw something before that I was in, I was, um, I was fascinated by because Seattle kind of has interesting food. I know the All Star Game was there. I think I guess that's why this is making the rounds a little bit. The Seattle hot dog. I don't know if anybody is aware of this. I, I don't know if it's a new thing uh, or a, an old Seattle thing, but Seattle is the ballpark that sells the crickets and stuff. So I think they, you know, they, they obviously f- the fish and salmon out there are big, but. The Seattle hot dog, the style of hot dog, which I I was unaware that I knew pizza has there, you know, there's the deep dish pizza in Chicago and different things, but like, I guess there's like different vibes for hot dogs. The Chicago hot dog is like on a poppy seed bun with uh, certain kind of peppers on it or whatever. I had no idea, but a Seattle hot dog has cream cheese and and caramelized onions on it. That is a interesting combination that I have to admit I might go try because I do love cream cheese I put cream cheese on everything like even just now like I'm you know trying to be keto you know trying and they have these like low keto wraps and just for dessert 
if I'm starving, I'll take like a low, I'll take like a low carb uh, wrap, put cream cheese all over it, sprinkle a little bit of that everything bagel. Have you, if you guys haven't had that, you gotta get the the everything bagel uh, like sprinkle. Like it's all poppy seeds, salt, sesame seeds, and everything bagel, just like a little sprinkle seasoning kind of thing. So I put the cream cheese, a little bit of that, and some walnuts. Roll that bad boy up. You can like cut it into pieces a little bit and put it in an air fryer, or sometimes just eat it by itself. That that's a nice little dessert. So I do like cream cheese. I don't know about with a hot dog though. Cream cheese and a hot dog. I mean, what? I mean, cream cheese and like there's a lot of like the Philadelphia rolls, cream cheese and salmon. So it's not unheard of, I suppose. Phil in Fort Lee, what's up, Phil? So it's Bill. I'm sorry. Is it Bill? Yes, Bill. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Chris. Hi, Bill. Yeah, I have How are some you? movie themes. My you got favorite. some movie things. Go ahead. Give me some movie. The good, things. the bad, and the ugly. The my whistle. Favorite. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I, yeah. I, I heard you. Are you talking about the the song like the whistle? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean. No. As, as far as whistles go, it's it's as good as I can think of. Although, me and Julio down by the schoolyard would probably beat that whistle. Yeah. I, and I'd have to say, me, me and Julio down by the schoolyard has the best whistling. Better than Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yep. The greatest whistling song of all time. I want to go with me and Julio down by the schoolyard, Paul Simon. <laughs> All right, Brett in Long Island. What's up, Brett? Chris, what are you, like 29, 30 years old, making statements like the best player you've ever seen, the best player that ever lived? You yes. sound silly and you're embarrassing yourself. Believe no, me. I'm sorry you feel that way, but you're 100% wrong. He's the best player who ever lived. There, there's Sometimes you just you know things. You watch it. He's doing things no one else has ever done. So it's 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 yeah, really you know, not hard. You know, you know things. He played, what, six seasons? He hasn't even been. I don't care how yeah. bad the team is. He hasn't been in the playoffs. What does that have to do with you it? Know, we, because we measure the greatest. Of, I, I have okay, so uh, again, so where does Ted Williams land? That, 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 where that is Ted Williams on your up. list? Where is Ted Williams on your list? No, no, no you're going to a different argument. I'm saying, no. let's stick to Otani. I'm saying, and Babe Ruth and those guys. But my point is, I hate. I have a pet peeve. It drives me out of my mind. Yeah. When people say, "Oh, a guy plays for a few seasons. Oh, he's the best this ever." Like, stop with that. I, I'm telling you, I'm ready to throw the radio out the window. Well, go ahead and throw it out the it, window because I don't know what to tell you. He does both things. He pitches and he hits. No one's ever done it. He's the top five pitcher in the league. He's a top five hitter in the league. No Chris, one's ever done it. Chris, Chris, wait till he plays more. I'm, I'm, but you're making a different. I'm just saying right now, this version of him right now at the moment, in the moment, no one's ever played baseball better than this at the moment. Oh, right, yeah, if his career moment. ends okay, today, he hasn't done yeah, it long that, enough. Okay. No one's ever done it better in one moment. No one's ever been like this. No one's ever had a game where they strike out 12 people yeah. and hit three home runs. No one's ever done it, Brett. I don't care how old I am, and I'm 39, by the way. Like, what the? What are we talking about? This isn't me just calling Barry Bonds or 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 Aaron Judge the best player of all time. The guy does both. Like, it's really stupid now. I, I don't even, I'm not even really trying to make this argument anymore. I don't care if he gets traded to the Yankees. I don't care if he gets traded to the Mets. We're, we're watching something we've never seen. 
This it's really not even that much of a debate. All right, overarching career, I, I whatever. He's got to do it more. Fine. Whatever, man. I don't care. It's so dumb. Who he does? <sighs> he pitches. Do you not get it? Do you not get that he's one of the best pitchers in the league? And he's he's got more home runs than anybody? He's a top five hitter and a top five pitcher. Like, what are we talking about? Who else has come close to that kind of impact? Who else has come close to being that kind of baseball player? I mean, what are we talking about? Who's better? I mean, really, I, I'm you know I'm glad he was a, t- a talking point to you know get through a downtime, but it's now it's starting to piss me off. And to make it seem like I'm being idiotic or naive, well, I mean, and because I've never seen who, how how far back do you go? I mean, wh- Jacob in Pennsylvania. What's up, Jacob? Hey, C-Mac, what's up, dude? Thank you for uh, keeping it real with these guys. He, it's just a, it's, none, I mean, the greatest. The, he's the, the greatest of all time. It might I'm be sorry, over. It no might debate. be over tomorrow. Next year, he might be a terrible pitcher. Next year, he might not. He might hit ten home runs. I have no idea. But right <laughs> now, in the moment. Halfway through a season, he's got 30-plus home runs, and no one is harder to hit in Major League Baseball. He has got the best batting like average it. against. He's got the best batting average against. It's the, He's the hardest pitcher to get a hit off of, and he's got 30-plus home runs. No one's come close to this. Not even close. And we'll never – I'm saying I'm, – I'm making the gamble. We'll never see it again. This is it. This is the, the pinnacle. Of the, and and the, I wouldn't even argue it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would not even – if you tried to make the argument that you were around and you saw Willie Mays play and if they let Willie Mays pitch, he could have been this. Fine, fine, fine. I don't right. know because they didn't do it. He didn't do it. No one. No one's done it. <laughs> no one. I mean, Babe Ruth did it for a time. Nothing like this. Nothing well, like no, this. No, exactly. It, it, you know what? And Babe Ruth wasn't going against pitchers, you know – throwing 100 with movement as well. I'd like to see uh, people from the past. Right. But listen, but he's great for his, all you could do is judge people by their peers. I know you, all you can say, he was great in the time. I agree. If you brought up, if you, you know, if you went with Bill and Ted and and George Carlin and took him in the phone booth and brought him back to here and just put him at Yankee Stadium, he'd have no chance to hit. But that's not how it works. If he were born today, came up today, got used to hitting with today's pitchers, he'd be great. Greats are greats. But we're not grasping what Otani is doing. And the only reason why I keep saying he's the greatest is to try and, and, and make you understand why he's the one guy worth taking the risk to trade players for, even if you don't know you can keep him. Because the benefits of getting, getting him in Yankee Stadium hitting that short porch, winning with the Yankees, having a postseason run with the Yankees, dramatically increases the chances of him signing with him. And to have the greatest player to ever play the game on your team 
is an enormous coup. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying. That's that's how you get them, and that's how you you want the best players in the world. And so that j- j- trading away guys just for the to improve your possibility of of a, of keeping them is worth it to me. He's the one player. It's worth it. Why? Say it with me. Because he's the greatest player who ever lived. Roger in Princeton. What's up, Roger? Hey, how you doing, Chris? Uh, I I love your spiel, dude. You're you're like you're you're gonna take over that station. <laughs> you're well, funny. I mean, that's kind. And you're good. Thank you very much. Let's just focus uh, on the second week of the overnights before I take over the world. But all right, it's always right. possible. So, so, like Otani wasn't able to win in Anaheim with less of a team. Uh, I don't know necessarily less of a budget, but here in New York, my problem is, I mean, and, you know, for lack of a better way of of putting it, uh, you've got two guys that are in over their head in their like managerial positions, the GM and the, and the manager, they just show ineptitude too often. They find ways to lose. So you definitely can't take him as a rental. I mean, well, I mean you definitely can't do that because you're going to have to give up something. And there's no guarantee that he's going to stay because he's like made mention that he likes the West Coast yes. and Seattle's making a push for him, and he's said he likes Ichiro. So, well, I mean, yeah, but the, only, the uh, granted, if he never plays here, it's it's going to be tough to sign him. I don't know what his. Preferences is preferences are. Excuse me. I know a handful of years ago when he first came to Major League Baseball, he made it quite clear he was going to be on the West Coast. I don't know if he's more comfortable and more open to the idea of being on the East Coast. But the only way to, I mean, if you get him here and then win, or you know, at least go on a run, and he understands what it's like to wear the pinstripes and play in that building and play with Judge, and you know, maybe loves it here, then you got a better chance of signing him. Well, that's what you said. Win, right? But we we've got a a manager. Oh, stop! That he doesn't. He stop. finds ways to lose games. He's never going to steal. He's you got. Game. He's as good a record as Joe Torre had. No, I. He's I got as he, good he a winning percentage. Games, he's got but, as but, good a winning percentage as Joe Torre does, and Joe Torre had a vastly superior team. I I disagree. I disagree. I just, I'm saying that there's been too many instances, right, no. where things are going good, and he no. plugs the guy in for like. A reason that doesn't no. really make a whole lot of sense, except analytics. No, and they lose. and here we go again. Think... And then there's analytics. Then there's everybody's favorite crutch: analytics. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I he's he's not the best manager in the world. He's not. But nobody ever remembers the moves he makes that 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 are fine, that are great, that that save them games. When he brings in Nick Ramirez with runners on first and third, no out, and Nick Ramirez gets out of it, no one remembers that. No one remembers the good stuff. They remember the 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 occasional bad decision. He's won he's won a hundred he's won ninety nine or a hundred games in almost every full season they've ever freaking played. He does nothing but win. All right, he hasn't won the big game. I'm the first one to tell you what he did in 2020 was stupid. When he took out Garcia after one inning to bring in Hap, that was ridiculous. There's bad moves. Every manager makes them. Every manager makes them. You tell me they can't win with Otani here because Boone's the manager? I mean, no. I completely disagree. I complete. They can't win with Aaron Boone, even with Otani. He's such a horrible manager, he will drag them down no matter what they do. 
I completely disagree. Completely disagree. They've, he, he, how he manages the bullpen. They have the best bullpen in Major League Baseball. He's obviously doing something right. They're all successful. And again, the Herman, fine. The last game they played, I agree. I wouldn't have taken him out either. Either. But it's not why they lost the game. He brought in a reliever who got a pop-up and a ground ball double play, and Torres booted it. That's why they lost, not because he brought in a reliever. You could not have pitched that inning better. Herman could not have got out of that jam better. He got a pop-up and a ground ball. That's not why they lost the game. They lost the game because their second baseman kicked the double play. There are so many games. It's just... Boone is not the problem. And the idea that they, it doesn't matter how stacked the team is, Boone's going to keep them from winning is is just ridiculous to me. He's not a great manager. He's a good manager. He's on top of everything. He's he's fighting for everything. He sh- the, the players love him. He's a solid manager. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. All right, good. A little bit of a comic vibe. Get me into my weekend because I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what the weather's like outside, but hopefully it's a nice day. I could use it. All right, 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. One last segment, finishing out our five-hour midnight ride. Morning, uh... Wrap-up show. Wrap-up. No, it's not wrap-up. Try again. One more time. Warm-up show, right? I think it's called the warm-up show. Alan Jerry, coming up next. Just a few minutes. 877-337-6666. Tony in Staten Island. What's up, Tony? Yeah, good morning. How are you? Good morning, bud. How are you? Um, good. Um, I, your job is to be objective and not to defend Aaron Boone. Um, Boone. Yes, Aaron I am. Boone. I am with the side that thinks the Yankees will never win anything of importance having a mediocre manager. I don't even put them in the good category. Okay? Yeah, I the do. But, I, yeah, but what, I, why, what makes you... Coach. First of all, what, what makes you think you can tell me the, what, my, what, the, the, my, what my job is and what my no, opinion no, of Aaron Boone... No, no, not your job. You should, you what, what my opinion of, what, And what, what makes you think I'm, I'm not being objective when I give you an opinion because it differs from yours? You defend them very hard. Yeah, I do. Very hard. Because people go nuts. Okay. Yeah, a manager, basically, in my opinion, mm-hmm. tries to get the most out of his players. Th- yeah. You look around at this Yankee team, the players may love him because he's a hands-off type of manager, in my opinion, yeah. and everything is roses and daisies in his interviews after the game, yep. regardless of the outcome and how disgusting it might be. Fair. So, yes. He pumps a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't manage the game well, in my opinion. Fair. I mean, and that's I your opinion. The Yankees but... cannot take it to the next level. Yeah, I, 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 I disagree. He loses games. I, he wins games too. I disagree with you. So when they win, win games? when they he's made moves that have won games. The lineup every day. No, I, like trying to mix and match things instead of being consistent. How does he win games? He wins games with the moves he makes. Uh, so when the when they win, it's the players, and they are crappy too. And they were put together by a crappy GM. When the player when the game is won, it's the players. Which by the way, by the way, wait, 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 wait. So when the player when the when they win, it's the players. When they lose, it's the man. 
manager. I get it. He's also had the same winning percentage as Joe Torre over his career. Don't even but, compare the two. I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. He wins a wins lot. He wins a have. lot. He wins a lot. Does he not? He wins a lot, a lot of, of games. games. I agree. He wins Non-pressure a lot of pressure games. He wins a lot. He wins all kinds of games. They lose in the playoffs. True. No doubt about it. They've lost in the playoffs. I don't think it's because of him. They haven't hit. Last year's he lineup. He burns out the bullpen. The bullpen is awesome until the second half of oh, the year. Yeah. He burns these guys out. He burn, they, they, have rules. they have rules that drive you nuts when they won't bring him in. What do you mean he burns players out? The main problem people have with Boone is he doesn't go to his bullpen enough. He doesn't go to the guys enough. He has these rules where guys need three days off and we don't see Michael King for a week. That's the problem with him. That's what everyone complains about. Now he burns them out. Who does he... Yeah, because he goes to them every once in a while in the in the sixth, seventh inning. That's how that's how it's done today. Show me a, t- a manager who does it. Same thing with Buck Showalter when he's when you're talking about throwing flowers. Every manager does it. Does it bother you sometimes? Sure, it bothers me sometimes. Does he make bad moves and boneheaded decisions? Of course he does. Of course he does. I don't agree with everything he does. Everyone makes boneheaded decisions. Every manager does. But overall, they they win, and he manages the bullpen to be the best in baseball. Like, and he fights for every inch with this team. He's on top of everything. Like, I don't know what you really want other than winning more games. Every decision, it's always on him. Everything he does. Like the other, this is a perfect example for me. He takes out he takes out Herman. He, he didn't have to. Totally agree. It's a questionable call. Gleyber Torres booted the ball. They're on their way to the, the next inning. It's over. He made a horrible decision in the 2020 playoffs. Can't argue it. Terrible. Boneheaded. Stupid. That's probably him and Cashman came up with that stupid plan. He should have left Cole in the playoff game. Totally agree. There's a handful of games where they make mistakes. Overall, he does a lot of winning with a team that you think stinks put together by a moron GM. Someone's doing a good job. They won 99 games in a division last year. They haven't missed the playoffs in his entire tenure. They win pretty much damn near 100 games in every regular season. That's not enough. It's not winning a World Series. I'm not throwing him, I'm not throwing him a parade for it. But he's not the reason for every loss. And if the GM does a terrible job and puts together a horrible team, then how could you say he's done a bad job when all they do is win? Someone's doing a halfway decent job. They win a lot of games. It's I'm, I, Again, that's not saying it's good enough. You have to win the World Series. You can't go since 09 without winning. I'm just saying, since 17, they win a lot of games. They haven't won the big one. They've been outclassed by one team in particular, the the Houston Astros. They've been better at everything. And Aaron Boone isn't, you know, Miller Huggins, but he's not a he's not a such a bad manager they can't win with him. It's overblown. Every single game is ba- it's the same thing I was talking about the other day. It's never on the player. Like that's the other thing. Like it's never, it's never on the pitcher hung a bad, hung a, a, a slider. It's never Glaber booted the ball. It's who put Glaber there. 
It's why'd you bring in that pitcher who gave up the, the easy ground ball double play? Sometimes it's just the players blew the game. The overarching reason why they haven't won? Yeah, that's a different conversation. But not every night is this deep dive into every thought process the Yankees have. And again, with the bullpen, he manages to be the best bullpen in baseball. I don't know what else he can do. And he has all kinds of rules. He goes to them a little bit early, I suppose, but he's got a deep bullpen. It's the strength of the team, and he doesn't allow guys to pitch three games in a row. He doesn't allow guys to go more than however many pitches. Like He's got strict rules, and they stick by it. I mean, they stick by it to their detriment sometimes. Aaron Boone is not the problem on this team. He is not the problem on this team. Brian Cashman is much more the problem of this team than Aaron Boone is, without question. But the players are also underachieving. Rizzo should not be this bad. Stanton should not be this bad. Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone. Brian Cashman, Brian Cashman, Brian Cashman. 8-7. No, now I'm giving the number on the close. You got me. You guys got me. Everybody have a everybody have a great weekend. I'm looking forward to mine. I'll see you guys next week. It was a great first week. I'm pumped about it. I'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Alan Jerry are next. Thank you, Mike, for guiding me through this first week. I look forward to getting back with you guys, having some more fun, and talking about some actual games. And as we get closer to football, working that in and just getting into the rhythm. I'll catch you guys later. Have a great weekend. I'm out of here. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.